0: kids. I know this they... is what I say about children. They ruin everything. <laughs> Welcome to the Spirited Body everyone. I'm James and I'm your host on this show and uh this is the podcast uh where we talk about what it's like to be a spirit in a physical body on the physical plane and I get messages from my guides to share with everyone to um, do it more easily to make it make more sense, to have a more fulfilled existence, uh, uh, an existence that's more at ease as they like to say. And I'm here with my good friend, Katie. Hi. Hello. And
1: just as a reminder, um, I actually didn't barely even knew about the concept you just said until like a week before the podcast. (laughs) So I'm just here to ask a lot of questions. I love it. I love
0: it. Um, perfect. We're just going with the flow. Um, how was your week?
1: It was, a, it was a good week, actually. Yeah, I don't have... Th- I kept thinking, like, because you sent me the topic, and it's just been sitting there. And I try not to do anything except what, like, authentically, organically comes up. And and all that kept coming up for me was, like, oh, I'm interested to hear what the guides say about this. But I don't have anything, unlike last week where I had an emotional breakdown, like, on, on the podcast. <laughs> I don't... Do you know what I mean? Like, it... <laughs> I, I hear your topic and I'm interested in this topic, but not a ton, like, I'm sure stuff's going to come up when you read.
0: It was an interesting uh, topic for them to, for them to give me because it was so broad. So the topic we're going to talk about today is connection. Mm. And I was a little, I'm not confused, just, it's such a broad topic. I didn't know what they were going to talk about, um, what what angle they were going to approach and- um, so I was interested to hear what they said as well. And um, I knew it was going to be, you know, it had to knowing them and knowing what they like to talk about. It was going to be like the connection we have to our highest self, the connection we have to the spirit world, the connection we have to other people. And, um, and then as I glance down at the list of topics later, there's a, topic later that's connection to self. So, oh. so this is more about connection to others.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Which I was, you know, interested in, of course, I'm always interested in what they have to say. Um. So that's the topic. And I, uh yeah that was, that was basically it. I'm, it's, it's interesting now that I'm sitting and reflecting on it. My week had to do uh, a lot with family. My, Middle child graduated high school yesterday. Wow! And <laughs> it was a nail biter <laughs> to see whether they were going to graduate, or pa- I should say pass. Like that, oh. that, they were going to walk across the stage, but whether they were going to actually pass all their classes. And it came down to the wire. Did they? They did okay good and it came down to the wire and um, so that was one thing that happened and the second thing that happened is because of the messiness of my split and continued relationship with their mom a lot of things came up with my oldest son in terms of him going back and forth between families mm. and and Being- me, me me not wanting him to be in that role and telling him stop doing this because it's not your place. Mm. And me having to trust my connection with my kids to say, if you are handling your schoolwork in this way, I, I have to let you handle it this way. Like, even though I was biting my nails and not able to sleep oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, feeling very anxious and stressed about it, it's still their life. Mm-hmm. They're 18. And I, I don't have as much control of that situation as I would like. Um, even though it really is not going to suit them. And then same with my older son, I have to trust my connection with him to say, you get to explore all of these other facets and decisions that you're making and, uh, decisions that I made and, and regret, but it's not from, for me to forewarn you. I can talk to you about them. I can listen to you. I can tell you what my experience was. And is but what value is that? And I have to trust that connection with them, even though the connection that, that my guides talk about isn't quite the same. But I do have to trust and lean into that connection I have with them, mm. um, even though they may veer. Which is a it's a that's a scary place to be as a parent.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm still sorry for all my book things that I'm always like. I'm book. <laughs> um, but I'm so stuck on this book Seed of the soul. I only read like one chapter every three days. And then I go to like the study guide. Cause I'm like, I really like it has to seep in, but I think I maybe mentioned this last time just about this idea that when you're able to separate the soul from the personality, the personality is the expression of the most human form mm-hmm. versus the soul. And I have just had curiosity around how that works with my relationship with my kids, because when I show up and I have like expectations of what they'll do so that my reflection is a certain way, then I'm like, oh, that's my personality trying to navigate this human experience with their personality versus trusting, right, in this soul connection that my children chose me as their parent, and we have this like soul journey together, but the human personality side of it gets in the way. And so that's, what's most complicated as a parent, I think is to be able to separate those things. It's very intertwined.
0: Yes. And I think, uh, and it's, they talk about this and they have a word for it, which I really, 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 really liked. And I'm excited to share it with you um, in the channel, which we'll get to. um, But that idea of, Personality versus soul or capital Y-O-U versus lowercase Y-O-U. And really everyone just wants to be recognized Mm -hmm. and seen. And as a parent, I think our main job is to recognize the capital Mm Y-O-U in our children so that the lowercase Y-O-U can develop.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Um,
0: it's hard though. Yeah. It's because again, we can't stay in an enlightened state all the time. So those, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll be lucky if I get a minute on this podcast, let alone every day.
0: <laughs> and uh, so take, keeping that in mind. Like there are going to be those times where are like, why did you say that to that person? That's not what we talk. Um, and that's just stuff is natural. And we have to learn to let that go. <laughs> have the process of like thinking th- that that their response doesn't reflect on me.
1: I know. It's so hard not to take it personally.
0: It's so hard. Yeah. Kids. I know. This is what I say about children. They ruin everything.
1: (laughs) (sighs) It's because they're just triggering you all day. It's
0: like, that's just what their job is. Yeah. And, and you know, I love my children and I tell this to new parents and I shouldn't, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm Mr. No holds barred. And I don't mean this in like a like a terrible way, but there's not one part of your life that your children do not put a damper on. I mean, I love, I mean, this is not to say they don't love them and they completely change your life. And so like literally your old life doesn't exist in any oh, way, no, shape or form. Oh, no, that doesn't exist, yeah. And, and so- Oh yeah, that's gone. <laughs> and so your children kind of ruin every aspect of your life and then you build it back up. you are required to then build it back up around your children. yeah. You don't have a choice. I mean,
1: and that's kind of what, and, you know, in the book he talks about like reverence being the opening space from that connection of the personality into the soul. It's very fascinating. Mm. And, um, lately I've just been curious about like, how can I have reverence in this? And cause my older daughter has always been more challenging for me, but it's so interesting. Like, I've just been really sitting in, well, if there's something that's not right in your connection or that's not flowing, especially like with your kids, like I'm kind of just by the, I don't know why I'm this, but I'm just like, that's my fault. So like, it's not her responsibility to do anything about that. She's nine. Um, and so she and I have had like a really fascinating um, transformation in our connection. And I think part of it is just that I'm like, who is this soul? versus like because i've had a number of like um like psychic medium including you when Mm -hmm. she was first born tell me like she's gonna have a hard time in the human world this is not a comfortable space for her and so i'm growing to appreciate more of her like soul essence and like it was really fascinating even i didn't tell you this before but like even um you know we had that tragedy at the texas school and um and my daughter's school sent out an email talking about, like, this is not appropriate discussion for young children. And they had, you know, some developmental psychologist links to some articles around how we can navigate this if it comes up. But, like, really, it's not a time to have the news on and stuff. They're nine. And, so, and we don't anyway. So I was like, OK, that's great. You know, but I did forward the email to our family because, like, they'll always have the news on or whatever. And I'm like, it's probably not appropriate time if Ellie's at your house to do that. And um, I just didn't say anything. I just forwarded the email. And then my mom called me and she was like, oh, I got your email. That was that. yeah, um, we don't have the news on or anything when she's here, but I did want to mention something. And I said, okay,
0: (laughs) let me sit down.
1: And she said, um, you know, about a week ago. So before this incident, before this tragedy happened, Ellie was at our house. And when she was spending the night, we like to say a prayer with her. And I said, okay, that's nice. And she said, but this time she was very adamant that she was going to say the prayer. And I said, okay. And she said that she really wanted to pray for all the boys and girls to be safe from guns. But like, we don't talk about guns in our home. Right. And she doesn't have any access to the news. And this was before this happened. And so it's like, it was just like these little subtle reminders to me that like she's connected in a way that if I just was so focused on our personality experience. I would miss these like really critical parts of who she is. Right. And so it was just, it was really intense to hear about that. And then my poor sweet mom with, you know, her rooted religious beliefs, I was like, there's more than just these rules, mom. Like, (laughs)
0: like
1: people can know things that we actually don't know. Right. They can have premonition. They can have messages, you know, and she, she was a little bit on board, but you know, it's just that reminder that like, we think that because we are, you know, an adult that we know better. And the reality is, is that is our ego and that is our personality trying to lead the show. And when, I don't know, for me, I've just been able to feel this shift coming from that space. Now it's hard to come from that space all the time, but it's fascinating. And
0: I think, and I know what they're asking us to do is have that with everybody, Oh, man. (laughs) So uh, I would love to do that. (laughs) Help me. Everyone would. Um, And I want to say, too, if anyone out there is listening closely and hears the jingling of ice, it's because we're enjoying our iced coffee beverages (laughs) that we do. It's one of our pleasures on podcast day. Yeah. So. uh, Sorry, not sorry. I hope it's not too distracting, but we're going to enjoy our caffeinated beverages. Okay, so. Um, let's start the channel. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I'm in- interested to see what it's going to be now that it, you've already kind of said it's not going to be about connection with self. Cause that was one of the thoughts I had, but yeah, let's.
0: Okay. So this again is from the council of light. Uh, we welcome you back into this energy stream of consciousness and learning and hope that you are achieving your goals and expanding your ideas of your existence on this planet. It gives us joy to express to you the knowledge that we hold of the happenings on your planet and how the processes occur. We are hopeful that you can use this information for easing your existence on the physical plane and to increase the vibration of all around you. We can feel the tension that exists on your planet as your world and existence seem to be pulled further and further apart into right and wrong, empowered and disempowered, free and unfree. We are hoping to speak on this. Understand that many on your planet have experienced an existence that is primarily based on contrast and have not been invited to or challenged otherwise. Their markers of success have centered around physical gain, and even their religious beliefs and understanding of the energetic world and the afterlife are based on right and wrong, achieving a standard, and creating difference. These ideas will always bring violence because they are not self-sustaining on their beliefs alone. The absolute truth is all have merit and all have equal access to the energetic and spiritual realm equally. There is no guardian. Violence will be needed to create fear and obedience in this belief system. It cannot be any other way as one's innate connection will always poke through and make itself aware, causing one to question the need for gatekeepers and rules that define better and worse. This explanation is shared to only help explain behavior your witness, which attempt to enforce belief systems. We also use this as an entry point to speak of connection. More specifically, your ability and calling to connect with everyone around you. This connection is not one of absorbing beliefs or adopting them. Connecting does not mean endorsement or agreement. It is recognizing other, observing other, appreciating other. You would expect nothing but the same from them in return. Think of your most hurtful experiences with others. Many, if not all of them, revolve around not being seen, heard, or recognized. This is a common experience on your planet and in our relationships, each person vying for recognition. The simple truth is that both of you can feel recognized. This is the ideal that needs to be pursued. Connection is missing on your planet. We invite you to examine your life and relationships and observe how much time you spend acknowledging and recognizing the full person that is in front of you. How much time do you spend appreciating and understanding the person across from you as the collective conglomeration of experiences, thoughts, traumas, and ideas that led them to the very point where they are interchanging with you. Can you know the full list of unseen interactions that they have had that make up their life? This is an impossibility. But to truly connect with another, you must be open to that past, acknowledge it, and respect it. The other person must be valued and seen for who they are, not what they believe or why they believe it. Even the person that behaves differently, believes differently, does not wish to do you personal harm. They are reacting from a set of beliefs and ideas and experiences that are informing them. The person who experienced those situations is the person that needs to be connected with. You have all experienced joy, sadness, loss, elation, frustration, and isolation. Those common experiences are the similarities that we should connect through. Understand that the experiences of others are the same as the experience for yourself. These are the common experiences on your planet. Separateness is the common experience. How each of you react from that separateness is unique to your life experience, but the part of you that experiences the emotional highs and lows is the same. This is the common thread that truly connects. Understand, too, that connecting with another from the space of the experiencer is really asking you to recognize that you are the same. The act of recognizing other that is different is asking you to recognize the other in yourself, the parts of you that you wish to release or not take accountability for, the parts of you that are short, aggressive, frustrated, and reactive. Connection to other is really a call to connect and recognize in yourself. This is a twofold problem. First, it is asking us to connect and recognize without judgment the qualities in others that we, sh- that we are ashamed of in ourselves. Second, it is asking us to be brave enough to allow others to recognize those things in ourselves. Opening yourself up to connection to another through recognition of them as experiencers is asking them to do the same to you. What is it that you want to hide? What is it in you that you feel cannot be seen or recognized by another? These areas that you try to hide and protect are the very barriers to allowing full connection. This is at the heart of the matter. The threads in each of you that you do not feel comfortable exposing prevent the choice to connect and view others' thoughts through the lens of a fellow experiencer. Do not misunderstand us. This desire to protect yourself from exposure does not prevent connecting to others as we are asking. It gives the appearance of that, but it is the exact opposite. Connecting to others in this way will eliminate the desire to hide yourself from others. It will lead to greater understanding and acceptance of yourself. The reverse is true as well. Acceptance of your inner shames will lead to greater understanding and acceptance of it in others and allow greater connection. And why are both true? Because we are all the same person. Recognizing and seeing the shameful behaviors in others triggers those feelings of shame in yourself. This can create pointing, blame, and ridicule to avoid recognition of those feelings in yourself. You use this as an excuse to avoid connection when connection is what is needed. We do not expect deep levels of understanding and connection to sweep over the planet in an instant, but start with small connections in your daily life that recognize those around you as experiences, experiencers of this planet Just as you are. What they choose to do with that experience may not look like you, but the experiencing is the same. Can you see that? Can you recognize that? This is a small task, but will have significant changes to how you treat others and yourself. This small change will energetically invite others to do the same. We hope that this will seep into your consciousness. We hope to give you the word and ideas and vibrational messages adequately to encourage this change that is needed on your planet. Remember, there are no mistakes. Appreciate and recognize your fellow experiencers.
1: I'm going to need some explanation.
0: (laughs) Right off the top. I'm just going to say, I love the idea of the word experiencers.
1: I do too. It makes it uh, so that our personality side can better understand it.
0: Yeah. Like, We are all just different spirits on this physical plane experiencing the same things with a different lens.
1: And then we just judge the other's experience that then creates the disconnection.
0: Yeah. And I, I, and I, it, for me, it's much easier to look at somebody as an equal or as a, as just as valuable to me. If I know and understand they're just experiencing the same things I'm experiencing. They're just an, it's like walking on a, if you're hiking, right? And you see other people hiking. Everyone that is out hiking, on the rare occasion that I choose to do it, they're all so like, hey, you're you're hiking too. You're hiking the same trail. Isn't this amazing? Yeah. I mean, have you ever been hiking and someone not been (laughs) like that? They're all like so thrilled. We're all, look at, we're all hiking and we're all out here looking at the same amazing thing together. We're all experiencing the same thing, but life is just like that. Life on this planet is just like that.
1: So where do you think we go wrong in this? Well, cause it's what, what what's hard for me is like these concepts mostly make sense. Right. But then like it's a Tuesday at three o'clock and you're triggered. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like in the day-to-day practicality of it, is it, is that just my human mind that just wants to better?
0: Yeah. Because I think we all need, so we all have those moments where we need protecting, Mm. right? We need to rally. We need to circle the wagons. We need to rally around ourselves because we've had a long day because we had a, a meeting that didn't go the way we wanted to. We had a frustrating encounter with somebody, right? Like we had a moment and now it's like, I need to feel better <laughs> about mm-hmm. me. And that tends to lead us into, I'm good in this way and other people are bad in this way, or I'm better because blank. And then you you just, you're short with people, you're aggressive, you're like, I don't want yeah to be part of this or whatever, however it plays out. But I think that that's an important, I, I but I think that's what happens. We dip into that contrast. Like I need contrast right now because- <laughs> I feel feel bad and I think that's our default, right? Um, But I I think what this is asking us to do is the opposite, to say, no, you need communion.
1: Okay, so I'm going to pose a question. Okay. How does that communion exist, for instance, let's say between people who have like really fundamental different beliefs? Like I could give the example kind of of what's going on in our culture right now, like somebody who is absolutely sees the human rights in pro pro-choice and then someone who is you know regiment like like religious in their beliefs around like anti-abortion like how do those people connect
0: because so maybe it has to do with your idea of what connect means yeah like what that what it looks like right so, what they're asking us to do is say cuz
1: don't you feel like everything in our society right now especially is so contrast 100%. so polarized 100% and so i'm like i want to make connection with people who have different perspectives and then i get stuck in these like more like human right like did i ever tell you this that i was at i was getting an ice cream downtown santa cruz and there were these two young men in front of us in suits they were like i don't know Mormons. late i don't know I, I I couldn't say late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And in the ice cream shop, there was like this list of all the businesses in Santa Cruz County that support pro choice. And the ice cream shop was one of them. And the guy looked at his friend and said, I think we need to go. And then the guy looked back at him and said, um, why? And he pointed to the sign. And then the guy read the sign and realized he was in an ice cream shop that supported pro choice. So they left And then I was like, does somebody want to tell them they should probably leave Santa Cruz in general? (laughs) But do you see what I mean? It's like, yes, I don't know if I'm, this is the right example, but like, that's where my mind goes is like, I can find value in that person being a human being, but I get really lost in the like, oh, you don't believe, like, I believe that's like a human right, like to be able to do what you want with your body. And And I still think that they can have their belief that I shouldn't or a woman shouldn't do that, but I should still be allowed to. So it's like they believe that I shouldn't even be allowed to do that. And I'm like, oh, I can't connect with that. I don't know how to connect with you.
0: I think what I would say is that we're not asking you to connect with them and have a meaningful relationship with them.
1: Just recognizing that they're, it's like just about the recognition.
0: Yes. It's about okay. understanding that that is an experiencer of your planet in the same way that you are. Yeah. In the exact same way. And their exposures have led them to where they are and their decisions and their behaviors, just like And like if I was born into that
1: as a soul, into their human experience, I would actually be at the same place that they you are. You would be
0: in the exact same place. And you are not gonna gain a a physical, a 3D world, physical planet world agreement connection with that person. Uh, and whether or not that happens is not the point. Because your behavior, Katie's behavior will change by your ability to recognize them as a fellow experiencer on the planet.
1: So I can still have my belief, and for lack of a better word, sort of like fight for pro-choice. And these men can have their opinions, and it's not my job to like, decide that I can't have connection because of their belief, but rather to see that everything, every little thing that has happened to them in their life, in their experience has led them to this belief and they're just experiencing something different that seems different but it's still an experience.
0: It's and it's still comprised of the same types of experiences, the same types of emotions that make up our physical experience. Mm. And they're not they're not uh, uh expecting us to hold hand you know hold hands with each other and sing songs of kumbaya. But what they're saying is the tenor of everything will change the second at least one party recognizes the experiencer in the other. Okay. And that's what they're saying is missing. Mm. And that's what they mean by connection. Connection doesn't mean agreement. It doesn't mean endorsement. Connection means I recognize you as a human and I recognize that your experiences. So let's talk about those experiences. Okay let me share my experiences with you i don't have a hope of changing your mind but maybe if we understand each other on a human to human on an experience to experience your basis we can share information that's that's going to soften you and soften me
1: mm. okay
0: and that's what that. they're saying because yeah. that doesn't exist right now right now it's i'm better you're wrong I'm right. And that's not going to get anywhere. That's not going to change anybody. Yeah. It's just not. And the people that are experiencing the kind of life experiences where it's right and wrong. I'm better because I.
1: Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's, that's hard. That, that I'm describing my parents. Yeah. Yeah. I am where I am because I am successful, because I believe in God in this way. I believe in these rules in this way, and that makes me better than. I'm a better parent than. I'm a better person than. I'm a better citizen than. That is what their entire belief system is based off of. I mean, think of Christianity in general, and you want to think about the religion specifically Catholicism which I have a lot of experience with it's you can't get to heaven except through this one belief yes so you can't be good you can't be valuable except for one belief and and I believe it so I'm more valuable than you
1: yeah i mean
0: and and so what they said here is I'm going to read it yeah understand that many on your planet have experienced an existence that is primarily based on contrast and have not been invited to or challenged otherwise So when you're in the community when you're in a religious community let's say religions an easy one to pick and all your friends and all your reference point are that same religion you're never going to be challenged
1: Yes you, you really aren't
0: challenged And so their markers of success have centered around physical gain, And even their religious beliefs and understanding of the energetic world and the afterlife are based on right and wrong. Achieving a standard and creating difference. They're different than us. Doesn't matter the group. Right? It's any group that's quantified. And it doesn't just have to be religion. It could be Democrats and conservatives. It could be QAnon and non-QAnon. You know what I mean? It could be MAGA versus... You know, liberal conservatives, it it doesn't matter what that other group is. It's they create identity through difference rather than creating power or influence through same.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's all wrapped up in power and control.
0: And it's all wrapped up in power and validation.
1: And then it also, which is under, I'm always like, what's under that? Well, then what's under that? And this is what you talked about last week. Beneath that, the power, control, and validation is the safety.
0: Yes. And even in here, they talk about it's our inability to recognize those things in ourself or discomfort with recognizing those things in ourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: and true. That's I true. have to put myself up because even though I feel insecure and I feel lost or I feel inadequate, so... I'm gonna create the difference between someone that's really inadequate on the outside and me who's in inadequate on the inside, but more maybe more doesn't show it on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so I can suppress those feelings of inadequacy by putting them in others and identifying them in others.
1: And I'm gonna circle that back to what I was saying earlier in my chapter that I was reading in my book about reverence. Because when you have reverence the judgment is very hard to exist simultaneously. Yes. And the contrast is really hard to exist in that space.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: kind of like, I'll never forget this. Um, it actually is shocking to me because uh, my stepdad has a significant amount of reverence for life. Like I've actually never met anyone like who has more reverence for life. And then I'm like reading myself up. Cause I'm like, you had this example of reverence and maybe absorbed 5% of it. Um, No, but anyway, so I'll never forget. My grandmother had died and this was, I don't even know how many years ago. I'm not good with time. And, uh, we were at the church and they were bringing her casket down these big flight of stairs and everyone was very upset. And my, my dad, my stepdad looked over at the casket and said, wow, what a beautiful casket. And everyone around him felt so shocked by that. And I was like, I understand that like death is very difficult. I've had to deal with probably, you know, I've had to deal with death a a number of times. But what he did in that moment was he took out the judgment of bad, sad, like all these human experiences. And he just lived in the reverence part of it, which... I am now understanding through that reading and you reading this that like that is the point of connection that we can actually have. That is sort of the antithesis to the I'm better than this is the right way. It's like that one intersection can like really make people feel seen. And I mean, what is someone gonna get mad at him for saying that's beautiful? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't, you can't do that. I mean, it's just not gonna. It's not a normal reaction.
0: I'm sure somebody could get mad at him for saying it.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably. But, <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Like, to me, it's just like it's all coming together in my mind a little bit. Yes. Like why that is so important yes. because it, it it does. It's a pattern interrupt to that cycle of this is the belief, this is the polarization, this is the
0: judgment. Yes. And uh, this is the other thing that I really took from this was. Um, these ideas will always bring violence because they are not self-staining on the self-sustaining on their beliefs alone. So there is an end point to which you can constantly say I'm better than because.
1: Talk more about that.
0: So like if you have a belief system that's based around um, right and wrong, achieving a standard, creating difference that that, philosophy, idea, belief system will always lead to violence. I mean, we because see that every day. Yes, because it's not self-sustaining, because it's not true. And there's no way to sustain the belief in it without creating violence.
1: I can see, okay. <laughs> so I can see, like, I guess I, I'm, there's so many politics going on right now. But can you help me, like, can you give me an example of, the violence that would come from somebody who believes in pro-choice. Cause I have, I'm doing my own human thing where I'm like, Oh, the people who have these beliefs are less violent than the yes. people who have these
0: beliefs. I got it. I don't, I don't know if I would say less violent. I would say in the instance you're talking about, and I, I do have to say my bias here is that I am pro-choice too, but my understanding, and I'm going to talk about my belief system. I can't really talk about other people believe in pro-choice, but that is just that. I am pro letting someone choose what they want to do. I'm not an abortion advocate. I am a choice over your own personhood advocate. Mm-hmm. Which is different than saying you can't do something with your body. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. So when I think pro choice, I think, hey, I just let the person decide for themselves. It's truly so you're a pro choice.
1: That that isn't like necessarily. That's not a same. limiting belief. Okay. I hear what you're
0: saying now. It's not a right or wrong. So they're right. <laughs> 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 it's not, oh it's neither a right or wrong. It's it saying, feels
1: very right. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: it, it then feels, why does it feel so good? Well, because yes. you're acknowledging that everybody has a sovereignty over their own body and over their own personhood. Everybody has sovereignty over their own body and personhood. And it's recognizing that. Yeah. And the other side is right and wrong. I know what's right. You don't. I know what's right. You don't. That is not connection. Yeah. That is difference. That is creating an absolute scenario, a scenario of absolutes. And that belief that I know right and you know wrong or I am right, and you are wrong, will have to lead to violence. Okay. Because it's not- Because you'll
1: do anything to, to make that conclusion
0: true. And not only- Because it won't be true on its own. Because it's not true on its own.
1: Yeah, so you will go to any length kind of, and that's where the violence can stem from.
0: Whether it's violence in a relationship, whether it's violence politically, whether it's violence for religious, beliefs not that that's ever happened in this planet <laughs> but that's what's interesting that's that's one of the things I took away is like wow that's really where violence stems from yeah I can no longer justify my point because it's not true
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: not an a, a universal truth behind it therefore it will always be questioned. It will always someone, some truth is always going to seep through the people that started believing this and go, wait a minute. And when they start to recognize their own individual power, that there are no guardians to the truth, there are no special gatekeepers. Then people are threatened. Right. The people that are in charge of that become threatened.
1: And they have to, they have to uphold that belief system at any cost. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I can see that for sure.
0: And I thought, wow, what a, to me, it's just something I've never, I've never thought about violence in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, even look at George Floyd, you have the police that they're absolute right. And I have to enforce this rightness.
1: Yeah. It's super fucked up.
0: I thought that was an incredibly powerful for me to change that. And I can say, oh, what if these people were ever were exposed to being connected to as an experiencer on this planet.
1: But don't you think that that, I don't know how to even talk about this in terms of like that particular profession. Cops. Yeah. Cause they're already, and I don't know. So stop me if this is a generalization, but like there already sort of is that underlying like authority power. And I know that maybe not everybody comes from that place. So I don't want to make a generalization about that but I've seen a lot of that and I can see how, when you're in that space, you take the human experience out of it and bad things happen.
0: Uh, Violent uh, things happen. Violence. When you buy into that belief of absolute right and wrong, and that's your code a hundred percent. And I, and it's, it's something I think that happens to us on multiple levels, you know, Mm aggressive, aggressive, uh, you know, violence doesn't always mean a physical violence, right? Yeah. Violence can be- It can be how, an energy. It, it can be energy. It can be how you talk. It can be your demeanor. It could be intimidation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's violence isn't just- Physical huh? A physical, you know, altercation. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are all guilty of violence against someone else. Mm-hmm. And when we think- about those incidences like, and they they even said, if you have those encounters, let me see if I can find the section.
1: I just think it's really weird that I was reading that chapter on reverence because I feel like reverence is sort of the gateway into making that connection with the human experience when you have like a really deep respect for life itself. Yep then you're able to see those other parts. And when you're not in that space, I can see how as humans, we like only see the parts that are contrast rather than all the parts that make up the person and the soul and their existence. Right.
0: And if think of you're an encounter with somebody where you are more focused on standing your ground and stating your beliefs and contradicting theirs and trying to show them that they're wrong, and how that dynamic would change if you energetically even were like, this person has had a whole history of life. They've experienced all these different emotions and situations that I couldn't possibly get to yeah, or Yeah, there's no way see. you could ever understand. Right. But I can empathize. I can recognize that they exist. The energy yeah. of that dynamic completely changes because you don't need to defend your beliefs that they're really your beliefs. You're going to have them no matter what encounter you have. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then also what's the harm of listening to someone else's beliefs and acknowledging them and say, I can totally see how in your upbringing you came to that conclusion. Thank you for sharing that with me. That really helps me understand you as a person and how you came to those decisions. That doesn't mean you need to change yours. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you need to change theirs. But if they can recognize you the as the acknowledgement a pro- is what creates the connection. Right. Yeah. And then it ratchets everything down. Yeah. Um, it says
1: It's like acknowledging their belief doesn't mean it has to change yours. It just, exactly. just the acknowledgement is what creates the connection. And
0: can you be secure in your own beliefs enough to not freak out if someone challenges yours? Yeah. Think of your most hurtful experiences with others. Many, if not all of them, revolve around not being seen, heard recognized. This is a common experience on your planet and in our relationships, each person vying for recognition. And when you think about an argument, political or otherwise, isn't that really what it's boiling down to? Mm-hmm. I need you to recognize that what I'm thinking is valid. Yeah. I need you to hear what I'm thinking, seeing, feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it <laughs> boils down to. It makes sense. And if we can enter into. I see you. Right. I see you. I got it. Oprah talks about this
1: a lot. She just always says like human beings just want to know, like, do you see me? Do you love me?
0: And I do th- I matter? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's because you're recognizing Y-O-U, capital Y-O-U.
1: Yes. When and you're, you're yeah. right.
0: And by recognizing the capital Y, you are validating their experience here on this planet.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be the same as yours. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's less than it's just different. And, and wouldn't we all do better to understand other people's experiences?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, yeah.
0: and their perspective. Maybe that
1: should be our, our practice this week. How do we try to connect with the experience of other rather than trying to show what our
0: experience is. Yeah.
1: Okay. I want to sit in that actually. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good challenge.
0: Yeah. And I think um, too is uh, all of the fellow experiencers out there. If we can just recognize people as fellow experiencers and that we're all on this hike, you're on the hike. We're all on the hike in the same trail and we're all on the hike. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Like yeah. it's a lot more um insightful, impactful.
1: Yeah. To kind of hold that image in yeah. your mind.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna try that this week. Um, I like it. Um there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about briefly. Okay. The one where you had the look of absolute panic on your face.
1: Uh Oh, I know it's coming. (laughs) It's because I get it, but I don't get it. It's like, I don't get it more than I get it.
0: The desire to protect yourself from exposure does not prevent connecting to others as we are asking. It gives the appearance of that, but it is the exact opposite. Connecting to others is in this way will eliminate the desire to hide yourself from others. It will lead to greater understanding and acceptance of yourself. The reverse is true as well acceptance of your inner shames will lead to greater understanding and acceptance of it in others and allow greater connection. And why are both true? Because we are all the same person.
1: Okay. So that blows my mind. But then the other thing that came up for me when I was like curious about each other, like what is it that we try to hide or protect from other?
0: I think, um,
1: like, do you have like a personal example of that?
0: Let's see. I think when – yeah, I think that there's a – if I encounter someone who is um, confident in a certain area and I'm not as confident Mm. um, or if someone is – if I'm teaching someone something and they are slow to catch on, um, I get really frustrated very easily Mm. because – I, I always want to be seen as intelligent and capable. And I think it aggravates in me or, or, uh, vibrates in me that insecurity of being seen otherwise when I'm encountering it in somebody else Mm. and I become highly intolerant of it. Okay. And I know that if I, one of the things that really helped me change that because in my job now I do a lot of training I'm not nearly as much as I did. I mean, a lot more than I used to do. Mm-hmm. And that was a really challenging place for me to be. I'm like, oh my God, why don't you just get this? This is so simple. And I I had to really look at myself and say, what what is so bothersome about this? Someone doesn't know what you know. Like, why yeah. is that such a big deal for you? Yeah, And it's because I want to be seen as smart And because I want to be seen as smart and capable so much that I devalue other people that aren't.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Automatically, right? You know, unconsciously. And so I had that conversation with these people just don't know it. That doesn't mean they can't learn it. It doesn't mean that they're incapable. They just don't have the same experiences as you. They don't have the same learning opportunities. They didn't have the same mentors, the same classes that you went to. They didn't read the same books. They didn't have the same treatment experiences, all those things. Yeah, And that is what led to a big shift in how I teach people Yeah, and how I'm able to teach people because I recognize in myself what what was going on. And because I can change it in myself, I'm able to accept it in others because I was able to recognize it and accept it in myself.
1: Wow. You were able to have the contrast that they're talking about in your own mind so that you could step away from it.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And recognize that there was something else going on. Like it's just a person trying to learn. Yeah. They're coming to me because I know what I shouldn't be. I, I, why I, they just want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And I can help them get to point B.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I would say I'm trying to think like, I would say mine is more centered around um, getting it all right and like, you know, not getting in trouble or being perceived as like a bad person or uh, being perceived as someone who like has ill intention. That's like, those are the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's partly be I'm always trying to think about like why is that right like is it partly because like women are trained to like don't be angry and don't be mad and don't have this spectrum of of feelings um but I definitely get really triggered in like if somebody thinks that like I did something wrong that maybe that wasn't my intention or uh making mistakes uh making mistakes is a big one like I have just like a really hard time like I'm because I don't
0: how does it make you feel when you make a mistake?
1: Like, okay. It makes me feel like that's the stamp that's going to be put on me. That's going to like, going to overtake all the other parts of me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be the label.
0: And so when other people make mistakes around you,
1: ironically, I'm more forgiving. Of- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Well, we talked about forgiveness. last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But does it trigger in you? Does it trigger in you any discomfort when people make mistakes around you? I'm talking simple mistakes, mistakes that you're like, "Mm, you should have caught that.
1: Yeah, I will probably get more annoyed than the average. Yeah.
0: And so being able to recognize that in others or in you so that you can recognize it in others more or at least recognize it in others so you can recognize it in yourself more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The mistake one is like a big one for me. But I hadn't, I had kind of just figured that out in this moment around, like, it's because then I'll get that label, right? And so why does that even matter if one person on the world thinks this? Of, do you see what I mean? It's yes. like, who cares? Like that. It's the, it's the me feeling the security and my truth of who I am innately as a human being and not allowing the mistakes to define all those parts of me,
0: mm-hmm. because those are
1: not all the parts of me. Those are a few parts of me. Right um
0: and not even the best parts and not even the parts that people would describe
1: i know that inner critic man pretty
0: bad uh,
1: yeah she's pretty bad <laughs> well,
0: I mean it's bad on everybody I think um yeah I think it's but it's a fascinating concept yeah to understand that those the thing that limit connection or create differences are often the things that we are triggered by in ourselves. Like the things that we are ashamed of. That's yeah, what we're the, just, things that. are just
1: like reflecting back at us all the time.
0: Yes. Because we're all the same person.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a whole
0: entire episode. <laughs> it's, it is, it's a large, large concept. But I think the point they keep bringing up is we are even at the very least, if we just understand that we are the same, meaning we have the same, Experiences. We are the same person, meaning we just are created the same way. We have the same makeup. We live in the same world.
1: We experience the same feelings. The same
0: feelings that fundamentally we are not different.
1: Yeah, it's that concept of like we're more alike than we are different. But yes. we all live in the contrast and the polarization of the differences.
0: Yes, and their point really is that we are exactly the, that. We are all this actually one large being
1: yeah fascinating topic i want to i'm going to go through i'm going to try to go through my week with this like fellow experiencer yeah i think you know, that that's see really what, maybe we'll check back in
0: next week i love that okay i love it completely all right so fellow experiencers out there try to appreciate your experiencers that you encounter in your daily life and we will see you next week i'm james i'm katie have a good week everyone bye bye